Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So welcome to another episode of Squirm. We're lucky enough to have Justin from Peripheral do us a fantastic uh, embarrassing story. Now, the embarrassing story is pretty good. It's pretty dark and pretty sinister and pretty to the point. Justin has obviously got a bigger set of bollocks than I have for, for carrying out what he does. Um, it doesn't make me cringe. It makes me want to invite him over to the UK for a beer. So... Hope you enjoy as much as I do, and I'll let Justin take it away. Hello, my name is Justin. I'm going to tell you the story about the day I had a vasectomy. So I was somewhere between the age of 22 and 24 years old, and I was dating a girl who was extremely paranoid about getting pregnant. And... She also had a pretty ferocious smoking addiction. I was extremely allergic to cigarette smoke and hated when she smoked in the house. We were always butting heads about her smoking, using condoms, the whole situation. So one day we came to a crossroads and she said, I will quit smoking if you have a vasectomy. And I said, okay. Let's do it. I called up my doctor, and I got a referral to uh, another doctor who was an old school guy. And he said, this guy's done thousands of vasectomies, and he's the guy to go to. So I said, okay, let's do this. So I called up Dr. Carr, asked him about the procedure, and he informed me that my spouse and I had to be in agreement on it and that I had to come in for a counseling session of some sort, and then they would schedule their procedure. So I got my girlfriend at the time to go to the doctor's office with me, and we sat down at his desk. I was waiting for the counseling session to begin, on telling me that you know I might regret my decision, or I might want kids later in life. You know, I was expecting all that, but instead... He clapped his hands and said, let's get this party started. And I looked at my girlfriend and I said, sure, let's do this. So they took me back to the operation room, which was really just an alcove in a hallway with a curtain. And they laid me down on a bed. I got undressed and they laid me down on a bed. 
And they put this little piece of fabric with a square hole in it on top of my pelvic region and pulled my balls out. My girlfriend was sitting in a chair watching the entire operation. The nurses would come and go and there was no <laughs> there was no privacy whatsoever really. But I took it like champ. I just sat there and let them do what they wanted to do. Since I had zero prep for this operation, I had not shaved nothing. So the nurse comes in with a disposable Bic razor and just starts hacking down there like a machete through a jungle. I'm kind of freaked out because there's no shaving cream, nothing. She's just going for it with this razor. And I thought, well, if she does cut me, I, I guess it's too late to worry about that now because I'm already getting it cut off, so whatever. Um, and then the doctor came in and he said, okay, I'm going to hit you with a local and then we're going to let that soak in for about 10 minutes and then we'll do the cut. So he pulls out a, a syringe, a needle, and he starts injecting me down there. And that was extremely painful because I've never had anything stuck into my scrotum before. So that was probably the most pain I'd ever experienced up until that point. And then he said, okay, we're done with that. I'm, I'm going into mild shock when he's injecting me. Uh, it's, it's like the injections you get in your mouth before you get a filling, but in your balls. So it's terrible. He leaves... The nurse tries to comfort me. My girlfriend is sitting there stricken with fear for what's going to happen next. And the doctor comes back 10 minutes later, pulls out a small scalpel, and he says, I'm going to make a small incision. I'm going to pull out the first tube. You'll hear a little clip. And then I'm going to put little rubber bands on each end, and then I'm going to clip the other one. I said, okay, let's do this. So he makes a small incision that's probably about the size of a pinky nail, but it felt like he had gutted me like a fish. He pulled out that first tube, and I heard a little clip sound. And I felt that in all its glory. The local anesthetic had not taken effect at all, and I went into full-blown shock and pain. I gripped the sheets on the bed I grabbed the hold of the nurse. She tried to hold me down. And the crazy doctor with the little light on his forehead looks up and says, Are you feeling me? <laughs> and the only word I could formulate was, Yes! <laughs> and uh, he said, Well, I'm going to shoot you with more local then because we can't proceed. And... I was in such shock that I didn't know what to say or how to respond. So we went back to the local shots going down there, which are almost as painful, but they're supposed to help. He gives me two or three more of those, and then he leaves for another 10, 15 minutes. And he comes back. The sheer panic and shock has now worn off. I was laying in a puddle of sweat. Uh, my mouth was dry and I didn't know what to do and he proceeded to pull out the other tube and clip that one luckily I only heard it and I didn't feel it so there's that 
The crazy doctor turned to my girlfriend and said, do you want to see it? As he held up a little tube that looked like a bean sprout. She got up and left the room in horror because she was freaked out already about, about being there. And, uh, and he said, okay, we're all done. And I questioned him. I said, um, are you going to stitch me up? And he says, no, the, the skin's so elastic down there. Just, it'll pull back together and you'll be fine. And I said, okay, because we'll, we'll put a piece of gauze down there. And and once you stop bleeding, uh, you can go. So they put the gauze down there. I bleed through it. 10 minutes later, they put another piece of gauze down there. I bleed through that one too. And uh, a good half hour passes and I'm still bleeding. And he comes back and says, are you a hemophiliac? And I said, no, no, I'm not. I, I have no bleeding disorders. I've skateboarded all my life. I've smashed myself against curbs and rails and God knows what. And I've never not stopped bleeding. Uh, he says, okay, well, I'll have to stitch you up then. Oh, well, thanks. Great, because we could have done that half an hour ago when the local was still in effect. But now it's been over 40 minutes, and we go back to feeling what's going on down there. And so I feel that stitching needle pass through each flap of skin with each stitch. The doctor asks if I wear tidy whities or underwear, and I say I, I wear boxers, you know, loose boxers. That's what everyone wears, right? And he says, well, you need support down there, so get a pair of, you know, tidy whities and that'll help. I said, okay, no problem. So on my way home, I stop by the department store and I pick up a, a pack of Fruit of the Looms, pop those on and go to bed. Mind you, he gave me no pain medicine, nothing. And by the time I got home, it felt like I was being kicked repeatedly in the balls. In the middle of the night, I'm just in horrible pain. I'm tossing and turning. And uh, I reach down there and it feels all wet. So I get up and I turn the light on and what do you know the tidy whities are so tight that they've ruptured my stitches and I'm bleeding again I try to call the the nurse and the the hotline but it's it's in the middle of the night so I get some some person answering a phone that's not giving me much information besides they'll page the doctor out in the morning uh, I wake up in the morning it's pretty much just dried up to my tidy whities now so the bleeding stopped there's that uh no call from the doctor so i call the the office again and they say they'll page him out again which i don't even believe they did it the first time and uh he ends up calling me back and asking me again if i have a bleeding disorder and i tell him no and so he says, well, has the bleeding stopped? And I said, sure, it's stopped, but I'm in extreme pain. And he goes, well, a little discomfort's normal, so I think you're all right. We get off the phone because he's pacified me at this point. The bleeding had stopped, but the pain was almost unbearable for three or four days. And I've asked others who've had this procedure done, and they didn't have that same level of discomfort, but whatever. I've been told that normal recovery time on this is not as long as what mine was, but I think you can kind of tell when the guy's using a scalpel and scissors that it's not the uh, most updated procedure. Uh, after you have this procedure done, you have to 
clear the reservoir, which is 10 ejaculations before they, they test you and make sure that you're sterile. Well, my girlfriend was still extremely paranoid about the whole pregnancy thing, so I had to do 10 sessions on my own with no help, and I went back and gave them a sample. They tell me that there's still some left and that I need to do 10 more and come back. And at this point, I just didn't even care anymore, so I just waited like weeks and went back whenever I felt like it. So 10 more sessions on my own. Uh, and then they told me that I, that the operation was a success and that I was now sterile and not able to have children. And uh, I think at this point, my girlfriend was still smoking and not helping me at all. So we became roommates from that point on. I think that's really what the downfall of the whole relationship <laughs> was. Is she never held up her end of the bargain of quitting smoking and uh, still did not behave any differently about the paranoia of getting pregnant. So uh, we, we ended up separating because of this whole ordeal. And we'd been together for years, so it wasn't, it wasn't the best situation. On a lighter note, though, uh, when I finally met my wife on our first date, we talked about what we wanted in life, what priorities we had. And she informed me that she had no interest in having children. And I informed her that I had no way of having children. And we've been happily ever after ever since. Right, so that was Justin's take on his vasectomy. Now, uh, I have lots of feedback on this particular um, podcast that he's done for us, solely because, um, sadly, I haven't listened to Justin's um, podcast, which I will do, but but the funny story behind it is a gentleman that's asked me to record this has sent me the name of Justin's podcast. Now, the people in question know his podcast very well. However, what I failed to mention is I'm heavily dyslexic, so people sending me big words um, just don't work out very well. So this particular person in question has sent me this word, and embarrassingly enough for me, I've had to call him to tell me what the fucking word actually says, so it's peripheral. I believe that's the case, so I apologise in the first instance if I didn't introduce his podcast correctly. Bit of a bellend. Anyway, I digress, let's get back to the nitty gritty. I want to talk about Justin's take on a vasectomy. Now, I found it very interesting and very dark. Now, strangely, it did make me laugh and it made me grab my dick and my bollocks at a couple of occasions. Now, it wasn't due to sexual arousal. It's just, it's one of them things lads do when you talk about removing bits of your body downstairs. Now, what she's done is she's done the typical female thing, apologies, uh, male thing as well, of offering a peace offering. You're obviously not getting on. He can't stand her smoking, and she don't want to get pregnant by him. So she's turned around and said, I'll pack in the fags, babe, if uh, you can't have kids. Now, fuck that. Completely fuck that. Fair play to you, Justin. You've got a bigger set of bollocks than I have. Right, I just want to take the time out to say that if a doctor was injecting me repeatedly with a needle in a ball bag, that I probably would have been inclined to bite his ear off. Not because I'm aggressive, it's just a bit like if you get a stray dog and they get cornered, and jabbing me with a massive needle in the bollocks would hurt quite a bit. So I do feel for Justin in that instance. I just want to say a big thanks for everyone that's listened to Squirm and your continued support. And 
have a good week and always keep smiling. Much love, Rick. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.